episode 74 of keep the kayfabe i'm mike sitting here with my boys ready to talk some wrestling we're recording on valentine valentine's day we're recording on valentine's fuck that's kind of hard to say (laughs) (laughs) tonight we're recording on valentine's day and i hope uh you know you're loving life and loving everything but you know what we loved was last week's dynamite we saw appearances from two heavy hitters in the business Completely out of nowhere with one of them for me. One we all kind of expected, but we're going to break that all down, see what happened. We had a killer intro from MJF to lead off Dynamite that we need to talk about. It was so great. But also, the closer was pretty damn good, too. A Texas death match between Adam Hangman Page and Lance Archer. So, we're going to get to all that fun stuff, but let me uh, talk to my lover boys and introduce them all to you real quick. Somebody who keeps it regal over in Glendale, his martini drinking ass is Steve Grobschmidt. How are you, Grabby? I am the genius Lenny Puffo. That means an awful lot. Not only can I prove I am, but you can't prove I'm not. <laughs> you know what's crazy about that, Steve? I was actually thinking of uh, Lenny Puffo. I'm like, I'm the genius. I'm the smartest man alive. <laughs> and I was thinking of the one where he does all that math. I think we played it on mm-hmm. the, as promo of the week one week, too. So that one popped in my head. So yeah, we're we're, we're uh, on the same page right off the bat. Love it. Did you do anything uh, fun with uh, tea for uh, Valentine's Day tonight? Well, I just made some uh, butter chicken pizza. It turned out pretty well. And um, otherwise, we just hung out and watched the Olympics before before recording time, where the golden lovers have assembled. <laughs> Are you? Is that what you're calling yourselves these days? <laughs> I stole that one from Kenny Omega. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a good little night in. Awesome. Good for you, man. Let's cruise down to Bayview. Talk to another man who's who keeps it regal. He went to a nice little restaurant right around town tonight with his fiance to be. Wedding's coming up in September, Matt. Somebody who keeps it freshly squeezed, Matt Michelson. What up, dude? Burr, burr, burr. Do the burr, burr, burr. That's Coco Beware. That's a deep cut. It definitely is. Are you tired? <laughs> we, we, you gotta like pump it up a little bit here, bro. We gotta get the crowd into it. I got. I, I'm always at a ten every week coming out in these shows. I'm like, okay, maybe this week we'll we'll try some different booking. I'll start at a four and work my way up as the show oh. goes on. All right. Don't give them the encore before the intro. I That's get right. It. It's this isn't nice. NXT. We're not. I'm not just gonna yell the whole time. <laughs> right. Great. Well, we're staying down in Bayview, talking to my guy, Mr. Valentine's Day himself. Oh, my God, it's Charlie Michael. Oh, basket is glory. Oh, basket is glory. Yeah, baby. Appropriate. Yep. Hell, yeah. That was wonderful. Man, I am so happy to see Keith Lee in AEW. He He was really big for me in NXT. I thought it was great. 
Um, and now, I mean, well, let's just jump right into it. We saw Keith Lee come out as the guest uh, entrant or new signee that it was heavily talked about leading up to last week's Dynamite. And sure enough, the big man himself, freshly married, coming off a great weekend, gets signed by the hottest wrestling promotion out there. I I um I actually had Matt over to the house and we watched Dynamite together because I thought this show was gonna be pretty special. Oh, cool. I asked if he was free. I didn't have to work an Emerald game, and it was cool to watch a show like this with a buddy who gets it. And yeah, when Keith Lee's uh, graphic came up on the sk- screen, the music popped hard. So good to see the big man in it. But uh, yeah, Charlie, since you had the uh, intro, how are you feeling about Keith Lee joining the squad? No, I'm pretty hyped. Hopefully, uh, they uh, gets used right and get enough TV time to to get over. Should be cool. I'm glad he, he gets a chance to do his thing and prove that um, those guys didn't know what they were doing with him at WWE. So, right, it should be cool. And more importantly, Definitely. Charlie, now that Keith Lee's back, you and Mike can resume your bet from yeah. episode. I don't even know which episode it was. This has been a long All time right. coming, though. All right. Well, maybe we should clear this up right off the bat <laughs> yeah, while exactly. it's still fresh. Yeah, we got to remember so, what it actually was. So back in like probably our earliest episodes, it had to have been like in the 20s or teens maybe. I don't know. We were going back and forth a little bit about, you know, I kind of give it to Charlie kind of hard about the Bears. I'm a Packers fan. I made him a bet that I thought Keith Lee would win a major title in the WWE before the NFC or before the Bears won the NFC North. All they had to do is win the NFC North. Whoever won it first, Keith Lee winning a belt, Bears winning the NFC North gets a hundred bucks. Well, um, Keith Lee got fired from the WWE, so I don't really know. We can't really do anything there. But I still thought my money was safe because the Bears came out of this last season with a losing record they will improve they should yeah you think right but um i still thought my money was safe but i guess we can lay down a new bet kind of because there's not a lot of belts to go around in yeah, I know. w I in know. aew so when is he there's a lot of other people in line that are well deserving of it yeah it's gonna be a while um, well guys just I mean, to clarify I... so the actual bet i believe was Either the Bears would win the NFC North or Keith Lee would get a main event push. Oh, which means push? Yes. I thought I thought I, I bet on I bet he wins a belt before the NFC North. Yeah, I think it's a wins a belt. Pretty sure it was a main event push because I remember yeah. when he actually came on main event in WWE and we argued, hey, that counts. <laughs> oh really? I think I think that bet is a much less uh, lucrative for Charlie, though, because, no. he's, I mean, he's going to main event for sure. Hmm. Oh, for hopefully, sure. Hopefully, though. You know, I mean, there's a lot of guys there now. He could win that. He could win that. It doesn't mean he's going to win the title, but he could win that um, ladder match and get the uh, you know yeah. get the title shot. Well, I was thinking, too, I'm... possibly the um, he could be in the mix for the that TV title, whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I was about to say too. He would make a great TBS or TNT TV title. I mean, I can just see Keith Lee having these great matches with a lot of the big men in the promotion, Miro, uh, Lance Archer. I mean, the dude is an ox, strong like bull, as they say, and he's athletic too. He's gonna make a lot of people in that company look really, really great. 
Plus, he's going to get himself over in the process by just doing what he does with a lot, like a lot longer leash than he would get in WWE. I mean, back in the day when he was on the network, when he had that Dominic Dijakovic run, when they two kind of feuded on the network on Wednesday nights on NXT, those were some of the coolest matches. If he can make Dominic Dijakovic look interesting with WWE, imagine what this guy's going to do with AEW, don't you think? Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, and I think he's going to make anybody look good regardless of their big or small because he can work with big guys because he is a big guy, but he can work with small guys too. He can do high-flying mm-hmm. moves. Um, I mean, we saw that match he had with Isaiah Cassidy where he built him you know, almost out of the ring at one point. That was so, so cool. Super cool spot. Probably one of my favorite moments of the week besides the MJF intro, which we'll probably touch on here a little later. But yeah, it's just really cool to see Keith Lee in AEW, and I'm so excited. I immediately feel like I saw him for the first time all over again. So I'm really curious to see what the first storyline he participates in looks like. Definitely. Yeah, he's got like that chest that's like as big as like a backboard. Dare I say a movie screen. So you can have all these little guys basically do like run up him and do like backflips off of him have like these torpedo drop kicks off the top rope catching them mid in air like yeah almost kind of like the smaller the better for his opponents to do some really crazy shit and i mean these guys love to put their body on the line with AEW but you know the big guys now have someone where they're not so big anymore i mean we can agree that probably Keith Lee's the biggest guy in the promotion now right um other than Paul White well, that's, that's a really rough. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. Cause I mean, guys that are big men like Miro, not, he's not as big. Plus, he's super lean now. And right. I think uh, Archer is pretty big, but not quite as early. Right. Um, yeah. I guess you said that. And I'm like, oh, that can't be. But I'm, I'm drawing a blank on someone that would be bigger. No. no. So, yeah. The biggest dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, plus. Plus, he looks like he's kind of been on the couch for a little bit. Well, he was <laughs> they were, kind of, they were kind of giving it to him online a little bit. Yeah, oh, which yeah, is unfair. I mean, dude, dude had a serious case of COVID. You know, mm-hmm. he got married and all that. So I think I think he'll be whipping back into shape. You know, in, in short order. Yeah, for sure. And you know, being in the ring, I'm sure too. Just you know, even even these. 10 minute matches if that's what he ends up doing most weeks it, that alone should get him back into shape so yeah and we did kind of sure. notice i like in the match he had there was a cross body he did over the top rope kind of launching himself off the apron and almost didn't make it over the top rope so yeah i think that's part of the reason he's catching some flack online but i'm sure it'll turn around for him imagine that people talking shit online <laughs> yeah yeah we know <laughs> why would they do that um but no too he just got married. Probably him and me and Yim are kind of happy eating because they're so <laughs> in love. And, you know, they're just eating their faces off. And, I mean, if they're not wrestling, shit, whatever. I know. Actually, I Kristen had a, a little uh, firsthand experience when she was on the plane from Atlanta to Milwaukee when all the NXT stars were on there. Keith Lee and Mia Yim. I guess we're like pounding Panda Express like, <laughs> at 8 a.m. in the morning. I love it. Yeah. Like... In the mo- eight a.m., like a orange chicken and noodle Oof, or whatever, Jesus. like a whole, th- and they brought it on the plane. That would piss me off so oh, bad. Same if here. Brought yeah, Chinese hate, on a I plane. Hate when people bring that shit on the plane, dude. It oh, just carries through. Yeah, I feel like, like you you're the biggest d bag. Even even Burger King, I think you're like the biggest low life. Just like because you know one's gonna drop, then somebody steps on it, then you're just getting like <laughs> greasy fries just mashed into the carpet and. 
Yeah, it just smells like shit. But yeah, Panda Express on the plane. Oof. No, thank you. Does anyone else feel like we're like the TMZ of wrestling podcasts sometimes? We're trying. <laughs> I mean, we're trying. Share, share uh, our listeners right now. If you if you like what you hear and you want to have us keep on this angle and get you the inside <laughs> info, write to us at keepthekfabe414 at gmail.com or hit us up at Instagram or Facebook at keepthekfabe. But yeah, Keith Lee in the company. Who do you think he's going to wrestle first, would you say? Anybody got any good guesses? I mean, for he's sure open. he's going to, you know, be, think, it's going to yeah. be the open, the the ladder match where he's, you know, it'll yeah, just be a spectacle. Yeah. Yeah, but I think but that's what comes out headed. of that, you know, if he doesn't win it, somebody's going to cost him the match. So maybe that's his first uh, feud. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. He really honestly could be anybody. Um, yeah, because Isaiah is probably not going to win that, right? Well, he's out. That was that was to get in. Oh, to get in. So now yeah, Max so, Caster okay, so and somebody happening. are like they, they just that was the first qualifier. So we actually have no idea who else is going to be in there. Yeah, they, oh, they did great. announce another qualifier match for next weekend Dynamite, but I can't remember who's in it. But yeah, ultimately, whoever wins these qualifying matches is going to make up the list of guys who participate in this ladder match at Revolution. Mm. So this it's going to be like a big ladder match at Revolution with oh, multiple yeah. participants? Oh, yeah, pretty wow. much yeah, like yeah, 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 last yeah. with yeah. the brass ring or sonic um, ring, as a lot yeah. of people called it online. So oh, okay. the other so match, the other announced match for participants is Max Caster versus Wardlow. Winner gets oh, into baby. the. So it looks Keith like Caster's looks like Caster's going in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. So totally. imagine though, think about that for a second. If Wardlow gets in on the ladder match and Keith Lee is also in that match, oh, oh yeah, that's gonna be a it's gonna be a good be. match. Yep. Those were is honestly it... my favorite matches in NXT was when they had those six-man ladder matches on, like, takeovers. Uh, when it was, like, the ba- even bad people were in it, like Lars Sullivan. And then there would be, like, Ricochet, Velveteen oh, Dream, Adam Cole, good... yeah. whatever one that was. That was, like, one of the coolest things. It was, like, 40 minutes to lead off the show. Yes. I remember that match. That was the inaugural NXT North American Championship. Like the Mm -hmm. winner of that ladder match, who was Adam Cole, by the way, um, was the first North American champion. I remember that match like it was yesterday, and I have watched it back since it aired. Just it's a classic for sure. For sure. Yeah, you know it's gold when even um, who's the big dude? You just Lars Sullivan. Like even he had a good night. It's like everybody in that one had a good night. Yeah, I remember watching that at the Drunk Uncle. Drank a lot of tequila that night, and then the Adam Cole heel turn happened at the end, and I didn't get it because I was so drunk. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Uh, you get it now. <laughs> I get it now. Totally, I'm totally on board. But yeah, good shit, boys. But that wasn't the only person that came out on Dynamite last Wednesday. It was a Young Bucks promo that kind of hooked you in. Oh, we haven't seen them in a little bit, and who comes? Fill in the frame with the back of his jacket. None other than Jay White. Somebody that Charlie actually called uh, a couple episodes back. And uh, Charlie, I, I talked to Scott. I heard you guys were hooting and hollering at Yuli's Cigar Shop. You were watching it live together. Yeah, we were going nuts, dude. We were going nuts. We thought we were like uh, 
it's like we started walk. He comes out. We started walking towards the TV. Like he was like like he was there. And we're going up to talk to him. So we're pretty we're pretty hyped, and we're getting pretty even more hyped because of uh, because we got tickets to that New Japan show. Um, oh April. yeah, and that's going to yes. be an internet pay per view too. So we're hoping that um, some more uh, AEW guys might cross over there. Maybe a Bullet Club kind of thing. So it should be it could be it could be fun. Could be real that fun. That would be really fun. Tony Hell Khan was, yeah. basically admitted that it was a scramble to bring in Jay White because he kind of botched that whole uh, forbidden door thing he kept hyping, and Keith Lee wasn't really a forbidden door. No, nope. um, you know it's a big deal, but it wasn't a forbidden door move. So he kind of worked out getting Jay White in there so that he at least could stay true to what he said. Yeah, I love how he botched a term that he invented. Like that yep. is just the best. Can we clear up another uh, lingo thing for the listeners, too, and explain what the for- forbidden door is or the terminology for it? I mean, I, I, I don't claim to be the expert on it, but I think it's just quite simply somebody working for another organization currently yep. showing up in another one. Like, you know, when Impact, when uh, Gallows and Anderson, they were still working for Impact, oh. still their champions, and they were showing up in AEW and vice versa. I think that's the forbidden door or like the guys from New Japan coming. Um, right. So really the, uh, the equivalent would be if somebody broke the forbidden door, it'd be like an active WWE person yep, showing up on him. AEW. Yeah, like talk. if Cody Rhodes would have actually showed up at the uh, Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah. So a current wrestler for one promotion cannot walk through a hypothetical door that is forbidden to cross over into another promotion. That's it. That's it. All right. You learn something here on Keep the Kayfabe too, everybody. We break down terminology and we get you the TMZ info. You gotta love it. Hit that subscribe button. And buy our t-shirts at keepthekayfabe.com. Buy the shirts! Sorry, that was my but Kevin Nash. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Jay White, this is a guy who is a bona fide superstar in New Japan. A very, very good wrestler. I mean, I don't know as much about him as you guys probably know. Uh, but Charlie, yeah, you, you said in prior weeks about this, he could be the guy that brings the bullet club back together in AEW and do all this crazy creative shit. Yep. I mean, plus like he's a triple, I think he's, I think I can't remember if it's a triple crown or he won all, I think he's won all the belts in uh, New Japan too. So a lot of people don't know how big of a deal he is over here. You know, he's, you Mm -hmm. know, he took, he pretty much took over bullet club after, um, Kenny in the box left, so he's a he's a really big deal to have over here, and he's just a outstanding wrestler. You know, it's like right. like I said before. I don't know if I said it on here, but yeah, I don't know if I had. But I, me and Scott went to Ring of Honor show. He got a little too wasted and had to leave early. But um, but Jay Wright and Adam Cole was one of the best matches I've ever seen in person, um, mm-hmm. live at the uh, Turner at the Turner Ball. Yeah, Turner it was incredible, dude. And that's a night that I got sold on Jay White. That's kind of like ah. He's okay, but him and him and Adam Cole just tore the house down in their match. That was like one of Cole's last few matches before he went to NXT. So he's put mm. he put him over, and you know it's just it was just killer. It was like one of those matches wow. where you're like, ah, guys, kind of. And he was he was kind of a vanilla baby face before then. You know he got the dark hair and the the facial hair and kind of changed his whole character and gimmick about around that time too. And it was just. He's just solid, dude. His ring stuff is solid, dude. It's just good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Nice. I, 
I'd, I'd heard that Jay White was a triple crown champion in New Japan. I didn't really stop to think about what that meant because we've talked about this on past episodes of the podcast, but Charlie and I watched New Japan quite a bit, um, especially a few years back when Kenny Omega was still around and it was just at its peak. It was insane. And I remember, right. I remember Jay White um, just coming on the scene as almost like a rookie in New Japan, but every, every storyline... I remember the Bullet Club put him over, talked about how he was the next big thing. And you could kind of see it at the time. Granted, he was still really young, felt kind of green. Um, yeah. But, you know, now here we are a few years later, we're seeing him roll up on AEW as a triple crown champion in New Japan, which for how much prestige those belts have in New Japan, that is really something to be said. So yeah, I'm is. really excited to see, you know, how far he's come as a wrestler and, you know, who his first feud is against in AEW. You know, I think I, I can't. I don't. I can't remember if I don't think Kenny is a triple crown and AJ Styles too. So that tells you the lineage of what kind of wrestler you have to be to be a triple crown because they just don't give those belts yeah. to a lot of uh, non-Japanese wrestlers like that. You have to be really skilled and over. Yeah, you know, big time. Yeah, great point. Yeah, I yeah, cannot wait um, to see what he does. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, and I think there's so many ways they can go with this because there's that whole young bucks weren't real thrilled to see him. Yeah, you know, there's they're, they're playing that angle. Yeah, Kenny Omega is still healing, but you know he'll be back at some point. So oh, it's gonna be go great. This? Adam Ooh. Cole's kind of like calling his own shots, so that, Kenny's not gonna be Ooh. happy about that. So I mean, there's there's a lot they can do with this kind of they stuff, can, which makes it so great. If they can do it right, it should be feud. It could be feud of feud of the year. It could be the story of the year, in my opinion, if they do it right. Oh yeah. I was just about to say, I, I think this is the story that they've been really building up to. Like, obviously, the Young Bucks haven't been competing as much lately, and the elite as a whole, I feel like, have kind nope. of been quiet for the most yeah, part. Yeah, pushed to the back a little bit. Right. Which is but, good. you know, Which is if good. you think about, oh, 100%. And if you think yeah. about it, you know, Kenny coming back as a face when the rest of the elite have, you know, either been divided or turns more towards heels. Yeah. Um, it sets up a really interesting opportunity. I would love to see Kenny wrestle every member of the elite when he gets back, just to really show what those guys can do inside the ring. I mean, the possibilities for the types of matches and the number of matches they could do are endless. Mm-hmm. Well, plus, Charlie, you mentioned you're going to go see that New Japan show on um, on the 16th of April down in Chicago yeah. with New Japan. I mean, you know there's going to be some people down there that are maybe going to have some talks with these New Japan guys. You might really see a historic, you know, good, where the deals are going to be making made. And then I, you throw in some more of those Japanese wrestlers if COVID gets better. I, I mean, the sky's the limit now. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good show, dude. I have a feeling it's uh, it could be built up to be a really good show. We got yeah, good seats. Was... We're hard side camera. We're on the uh, on the camera side too, like up a little bit, so we might be on TV. Fuck yeah! So we'll be watching it from home. I can't go because yeah, the birth wife, of my firstborn yeah. is pretty close to that date. So I'm trying to do the responsible thing. Yep. You don't want to be like that guy from the Super Bowl last night. Have to race out after the show, drive home to see your kid being born. Ah <laughs> uh, well, I you get would. it. I I, I know it. you, Mike. Put it this way, I know you would if you could. Yeah. I have no doubt oh, yeah. you would be there. <laughs> if you could do it and not get in hey. trouble, you would have done it, dude. I have no doubt about that, dude. That's not even hey, a question, I, dude. That's not a question. I, I know you'd be there. 
my my uh, well, I went to the war on drugs this weekend yeah. while it yeah. was my son's baby shower in Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's so, why I was like, this I dude's mean, this, a nut. This dude's nuts, this, dude. He's doing back to back concert and his wife's pregnant. <laughs> Second, hey, I don't know. That's badass, hey, dude. Sh- she was around family in Pittsburgh. My mom flew out there with her. They yeah. had a great time. And, you know, I don't know how many more of these concerts I can really go to. So That's I'm just true. trying to get this in because they give me so much life, you know. There's nothing There's nothing you could have. If you, even if you were there, what would, what, how, how would it have been different? So, yeah, you did the right thing, bro. Some things you got to, you know, stand your ground on, and this was one of them. Yeah. Did, had a couple therapy hours over it. But yeah. <laughs> but we're good. We're good now. <laughs> we're fine. No, we're great. It was great. Anywho, speaking of therapy hours, I think uh, the inner circle could use a little bit of therapy and some facilitation about their communication. Seems like a lot of uh, drama has been happening. I kind of credit it to uh, Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara's new relationship, too. <laughs> I want to pile on a little bit, too. We just saw Sammy Guevara um, basically exit the inner circle until Santana and Ortiz and Chris Jericho work out their differences. He's saying, I'm not having it. You want to know why the real reason I think he's not having it? Not because he's like frustrated with the inner circle drama. I just think he wants to have a little bit more time and take a couple more selfies and FaceTime with Ty Conti in the back. And that's my opinion. But we are going to see a (laughs) Santana and Ortiz fight between Chris Jericho and Jake Hagar coming up at AEW Dynamite pretty soon. And I really hope Santana and Ortiz get their big push as they're probably the darkest horse in the whole company. We know there's a lot of great take teams. We know a lot of them don't get enough shine, but Santana and Ortiz are probably at the top of that list. Totally. I, you know, I was thinking the same thing recently about, and not even to the same effect, but thinking about Jurassic Express as the tag team champions. Those guys were over like Rover, and then they got the belts, and I don't even know what it is. I mean, they're still over. It's just, I, you know, I feel like every other champion we've seen in AEW has been able to take a belt and run with it and make the belts feel prestigious. Like, title doesn't mm-hmm. make the man, the man makes title. I feel like this is the first time in AEW specifically we're seeing it where I don't know that these guys can quite fill the role that the tag team titles need to be filled with, right? So now the reason I mention that is because, you know, we're talking about Santana and Ortiz and these guys hopefully getting a push. I'd love to see them go for the tag team champions because one of two things would either happen. Either they get the belts and they prove how good they really are and how much they've been overlooked up to this point, or they put on a great match with Jurassic Express make Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus look amazing, which they are, but they just we need to be reminded of that as fans sometimes. So I think there's no harm in putting them in the tag title picture. If anything, it's good for both teams. Oh, for sure. There's probably 12 teams that are deserving of the tag team titles in AEW. I mean, we can go down the list. Um, They need to add... A TBS TV title belt. I mean, I love the acclaim. They have really won me over. Those caster opening raps are just so good. And, I mean, they're down with us because after this Super Bowl halftime show, there's a lot of people out there that will not like the acclaim's opening raps uh, if you're over the age of 50. But that makes them even better. So they're winning people over, so they're well-deserving of a title. FTR is, well, you know, deserving of a title. Jeff Hardy comes in. They they got to be front runners. 
Matt Hardy basically kind of opened up on a podcast, be like, eh, I don't know if he's coming in early or not. Um, when they were like, hey, is Jeff Hardy going to be coming out on this Wednesday Dynamite? Matt kind of slipped up and said he might be coming in early, which hints he's definitely coming in, whether it's early or when. So they're going to be a tag team at some point, in my opinion. I'm going out there. I'm going out on a limb. Jeff Hardy's coming in. But, I mean, literally. We can't oh, he's even, coming I in. Mean, best That's, friends. Yeah, he's coming in. Yeah. That's for sure. And yeah. they're going to push them right away. Red Dragon. I mean, be- mm-hmm. Yeah, Red Dragon's out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Best friends is well-deserving. Fucking, I mean, probably Butcher and the Blade, who have been with the company since day one, basically, are probably at the bottom of the list. And they're not bad. And no, all right. Not no, they've invested so much. I mean, week after week, there's so many tag team matches and good ones that they, they so easily could sustain another title. I'm just, they got to do it at some point. Yeah. yeah there's just or do too the much. triples. Yeah. We didn't even talk about the young bucks. I mean, and, and they took it off uh, Lucha bros that are, you know, never going to not be deserving of those titles. So oh, yeah, they're doing, yeah. They're doing. I think the last few tag oh, matches yeah. have been really not great because think about it, like the last two title defenses were against who? The, the Gun Club and was it Private Party? Yeah. I think AEW, they have some amazing tag teams. We just rattled off a ton of them. But then all of a sudden it's like you have like six or seven truly believable, you know, world champion tag teams. And then you have this sudden drop off where you have teams like the HFO or Private Party or the Butcher and the Blade, where don't get me wrong, they're, they're great. But you can never genuinely accept them as being tag team champions without the right push, right? And it would have yep. to be a heck of a push over a long period of time to really have the fans get behind them organically. Otherwise, you end up with like a Roman Reigns situation again. But yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, Mike. I think, you know, like a almost like a TV title for the tag team division could be kind of cool. I, but at yeah. the same time, I mean, they have so many tag teams and there's so many factions like a trios title would be awesome to see and well, very original. Well, the, and the, they just need like a mid card belt for these guys to go after for right. people to get attached to them because it's not like these are going to be the only tag teams in AEW. If AEW is going to be around in five, 10 years still, which they, yep. you know, should, they're going to be bringing in more and more people. I mean, literally, it's like a fucking wrestling mill out there right now trying to get into this company, and it's going to get better and better and deeper in depth. So, yeah, I, we'll see it. We're just kind of seeing it in its infancy right now is what I'm feeling right now. So, yeah, will the inner circle be dissolved? I think eh, so. I mean, it's, so, been, a, yeah, it's, it's been a strong form, gimmick yeah. for two and a half years now. It formed yeah, on the won. very first AEW, yes, uh, back in the day. So, I mean, it's had a longevity to it, but it was strong at times, but it's really tethered off now. So, if it dissolved, I wouldn't really necessarily miss it, especially for all the reasons we just listed in the first half hour of the show, because it gives more screen time to that. And if we keep Dan Lambert off TV and Brandy <laughs> off TV, <laughs> you know, exploring other options, that would be great, too. So... Hopefully, yeah. I think um, that was the most interesting the inner circle's been to me since I couldn't even tell you when. Maybe uh, the, the, a year, year and a half. I mean, they, because I don't know. Jericho as a face has just gotten really stale, and I think um, this was. I don't know. I, I I 
was just I've been tepid towards any any time the inner circle shows up, but this segment I thought worked for so many reasons. One, mm-hmm. it's just the beauty of non-scripted, you know, like just authentic promos. Santana and Ortiz came across as like super pissed, and they had the good oh, yeah. points. Jericho kind of had some good points, but then he Jerichoed it like in yep. a good way <laughs> and made it about himself, and then you know. Sammy tried to step in and he told him to shut up. So you're starting to see this side of Jericho losing his cool. And that's what pissed off Sammy. So, I mean, it was, it was refreshing because I'm so tired of the, you know, yucking it up uh, Jericho that like needlessly beat um, um, MJF and all that. Now, like there's actually some meat back on this team. And yeah, I, I, I don't know if they're going to completely dissolve, but I think it's kind of proven that like Sammy's like, doing fine on his own Santana and Ortiz have been held back. So Hagar's kind of just standing there. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think in its current form, it's going to change in some way. I would hope Jericho, if he's going to insist on being on every week, instead of taking a break, goes back to being a heel because that was much more interesting. I did get a kick out of Jake Hager just kind of being, voluntold to team with Jericho just because he was the last guy left in the ring because he was just standing there not talking or anything. He, he's, he's the perfect guy as that fifth guy in the inner circle. I mean, we used to rip on him pretty hard. We still do, obviously. But, yeah, he, he's the one guy within the inner circle where I, I don't know if he could ever turn face or heel. I'll always just kind of see him and laugh and just go, oh, Jake. Yeah, the bag of milk is still the bag of milk. He's one of those guys you know is a legit badass, but just as a wrestler, he's just kind of nothing. That's true. Well, who who has he wrestled? I haven't even seen him wrestle in a long time. Unless I'm watching Dark. Yeah, Yeah. maybe it's Dark, but I haven't seen him. He hasn't wrestled on Dynamite since since I think that... He's probably been training for uh, probably a fight or something. That could be. Because when he disappears like that, he's usually getting ready for a fight. Google is he. When his next fight is. Yeah, but nice. I think the last time he was in the ring on one of the two TV regular TV shows was probably when they had that feud with Lambert's group. Well, while Charlie's Googling uh, when Jake Hager's next fight is, there's probably a lot of people on Valentine's Day Googling hot action. And what I observed last Wednesday was some hot action between MJF and some of the belly dancers that he had escort him down to the ring to open the show on AEW Dynamite. We've seen this intro a lot. I mean, we see it a lot during the King of the Ring. Once one person uh, wins the King of the Ring, they get brought down on a throne with people carrying them, you know, big dudes. This time he had some belly dancers with him. It was great. I mean, they introduced everybody of the pinnacle and saved MJF for last. And it just, it was, it was so funny. Everything about it was so funny. There isn't a better heel. There isn't anybody more interesting in wrestling than MJF right now. Like he's literally my favorite. Like, how can you not love him? But the thing that I'm referring to of the hot action, we've seen Booker T come down on the throne. We've seen the macho man, Randy Savage come down on the throne. There's probably another one or two or three that come down on the throne, but nobody has laid a kiss on a hired that's his female worker i heard that was his girlfriend no really yeah i I didn't hear that i heard that was it yeah i heard that was his girlfriend can we confirm that can you google that because i was hoping it was like uh escort of some sort 
I thought was, I was hoping she was getting paid to go down there and like, okay, this is how I'm gonna kiss you, and this is how it is. The girlfriend kind of tames it down for me now. He's in the redheads. It was yeah, it was kind of hard to believe that it might be his girlfriend. I don't know why, but I I agree with you, Mike. Um, I heard it from way- Scott. I'll double check, but I heard it from Scott, and he's pretty he's pretty good. But yeah, well, I can find it. He gets high a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> yeah the. I actually did not see this segment live. So Mike mentioned earlier that he and I watched this show together. We had some issue with the feed and ended up jumping in, I think about seven minutes in, which was exactly when MJF started talking. So we really didn't miss much, we thought, at the time. Um, <laughs> and then a few days later, I was sitting home. It was probably like late at night, um, you know, just kind of winding down. And all of a sudden, I get a text from Mike saying, hey, did you watch the first few minutes of Dynamite that we missed? To which I just responded, no. And he just replied, watch it. It's amazing. And I, when I saw that, I was like, okay. And I put it on and just, oh my God, like FTR coming out in their suits. And I think Cash Wheeler was flicking his mullet in the air and just kind of whipping it around. And just all these guys had such great entrances. I was laughing even before MJF came out. And when he came out on the throne, I was just losing it that much more. Um, the one thing I definitely do want to give a shout out to here is Justin Roberts' intro of MJF mm-hmm. that he was forced to read before MJF yeah. was carried out on the throne. Like too funny. Could not have said it better. There were so many good one-liners and it just kept going just an all-time great intro. And all this just because he beat CM Punk. Yeah, for real. And then you could tell after he laid the kiss on that girl, she wanted more. Her eyes lit up like a slot machine. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell. I had to watch it back. I couldn't believe it. I was in. I was. I was floored. Yeah, yeah. It's his check, dude. It's his it check. Is? Yeah. All yeah. right. Hey, another thing you learn from listening to Keep the Kayfabe. If you're a Mark out there that is stroking it to like MJF with some hired worker woman of the night, no, it's consensual. That's good. And we got the source here that Charlie just set in the chat. So yeah, awesome. We do our research here on Keep the Kayfabe. Yeah, we Google. We use the Google machine very intensely here. <laughs> I love it, but yeah, Steve, what'd you think of that intro? Do you guys? Oh, I thought the say? whole thing. I mean, you guys, I'm not gonna uh, beat a dead horse on how great MJF was because he was, but I also just thought CM Punk was good too. I thought every aspect of it was good. Wardlow sitting there, you know, they diss him like they like. Mm-hmm. I want to thank the most critical guy, and it's Sean Spears, <laughs> yeah. and then just, yeah. I mean. His facial expressions are hilarious because he's just yeah. look half the time he's rolling his eyes and then that you know it's just this barely controlled like anger as he's getting dissed week after week. And then CM Punk, I mean, it's just the whole thing was just believable because it's like it was smart. He's playing chess here. He's trying to, you know, he sees the crack in the uh group and he keeps, you know, he's trying to steer uh Wardlow to the good side. And um eventually that's gonna happen. But yeah, I just thought the whole segment worked. Um, and then it led up to an outstanding match. Um, yeah, it was, it was really just when you got a company and people that are like really passionate about what they're doing and it's firing in all syllables or syllables, it's firing in all cylinders. Um, it was great. I mean, that was gold right there for wrestling. Yeah, I forget too. It was funny. What was this line about ring rats? I can't remember a line now. He said about something about the ring rats it was so fucking funny in there too. I forgot what he <laughs> I forgot what he said now, but it was like great, dude. It was like perfect. What what about the t shirt where it's like, I got you a little gift? 
Oh, Great yeah. marketing right at the top. Probably went live when they said, this oh, is yeah. your new shirt. And they're like, yeah. oh, wait, you can buy that at AEWshop.com? <laughs> I guarantee he probably sold 20000 oh, maybe yeah. thirty. Could we Google that, Charlie, to see if... Uh... <laughs> We're just Googling everything tonight. Oh, I'm sure that shirt's live, yeah. dude. That, that, I'm yeah. sure that, that, I have no doubt about that. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's live. I was just curious on the uh, on the Google sales or... Uh, can you what, see that online for numbers? Pro wrestling tees, as you see, I think they do have sometimes their top sellers. Let's see. Yeah, Dude, we're like turning into you, turning Charlie into like the Bat Cave of research over there right now. Like, like a extra at the Stern show. Uh no! Oh, it's in fourth place. The top seller for the week, for he is limitless. Yeah, awesome, yeah. dude. That's Dan, awesome. Danhausen's too. Danhausen's right up there. Yeah, I love it. Dude, that's unbelievable. Some MJF three? is third. Some hangman replica belt engraved nameplate, which is which makes sense with all these fucking wrestling nerds. Is third, so they can put they can put the hangman nameplate on their fucking belt that they carry to the show. And then wow. MJF, that's hilarious that that's third best selling on third. the website, and it's thirty four ninety nine. Yeah, I was going to ask how much it cost. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, isn't it amazing? Like, would you, would you have predicted this like some time ago? But like no. the top shirts are Limitless, Danhausen, yep. Better Than the Best in the World, yep, Another Danhausen, Hook, yep. CM yep. Punk. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, Hook is up you gotta there. I love it. I'm, I'm still amazed that the AEW $800 belt is in sixth place. Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, hey, wow. doing good. Hey, we gotta we gotta subs- we gotta become stockholders soon, and so we can get our quarterly updates on how good the uh, company's doing. Hey, oh, I'd here's, love to here's be a part quick of trivia question to see how smart you marks are. Do you know who has our hooks in pro wrestling tees? Who helped kind of help form it? He's a wrestler. Is it is it Cole, Cole Cabana? Cabana? Yep. Yep. Chicago based, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anytime you drive through the Chicagoland area, you see the billboards everywhere yep. with Colt Cabana's face on them. Yep. All kinds of great stuff that you learn here on Keep the Cave Shape, folks. Babe, yep. This is uh, this is why you listen, baby. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, lots of fun that we had tonight, breaking down what happened over the wrestling week. I think there's only one thing left to do, and that's go to promo of the week. Let's see. I'm going to go to the mailbag real quick. This was actually submitted to me from my friend from high school. His name's Rob Bland. Funny guy. He um, He's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He didn't really give a message to us, but I'm sure he loves the show. Thanks for listening, Robert. But uh, he submitted Coco Beware. This is from September 18th, 1988. So kind of a deep cut. So, yeah, love Coco. Let's give a listen. Well, hey. You see, things are getting better each and every day in the World Wrestling Federation for you, friend. Yeah, and for me, too. You see, I feel good. You see, everywhere I go, brother, the people love us, Frank. Oh, yeah. You see, in the World Wrestling Federation, I had my dolls out. I had my T-shirts out. Now what time is it? It's the Birdman watches out, brother. That's what time it is, brother. That's right, Frankie. We don't have to be late no more going down the road no more. We don't have to be late no more eating breakfast, Frankie. We can tell time now, brother, because we got the Birdman watch. Right here, Frankie. Take a good look at the bird. 
Well, there you have it, folks. I never knew Coco Beware could sing so well like that. That was pretty and he great. And, and, he, and he apparently couldn't tell time before he uh, got his own watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? I actually went on eBay, seriously, to see if that watch was still in existence. I'm sure it was like $10, $15 way back in the day, which was probably expensive. Uh, you used to get a free watch and a Burger King Happy Meal, but I would love a Coco Beware watch to go to an AEW show someday. Oh my Google it. Google um, it. I, I, I couldn't find it. Um, yeah, Charlie, can you find it? You were for surprised me? that Coco Beware could sing, but yeah, he really could. He was also, he um, sang the title song on the Pile Driver album. He, uh, yeah, he's, singing was a big part of his shtick. I can't believe, yeah. yeah, he's a very good singer, but it's almost like he's singing and talking at the same time throughout the whole yeah. promo. Not, not to be confused with people like Kesha. This is much different than that. But, yeah, <laughs> and the the parrot, I, I still don't know what Frankie. the point of this promo was. Like, there There's was a watch. Going on. He had a new watch available. That was, the I think, the entire point. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. The Vince McMahon marketing machine, sell, it, sell everything. And I think that's how he made it, despite never winning a title or anything, or never really rising above mid-card jobber to the stars. That's how he got in the Hall of Fame, because I think he was he was, he was was popular with the kids and the merchandise. Totally. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I would have bought the watch and a parrot back in the day if I had the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the parrot me is it. interesting. I mean, how often do we see any gimmick in wwe nowadays where they have like a live Animals? animal as part of their act back then there was a couple yeah oh, there was yeah. matilda jake. the bulldog yep. jake well, the snake fuck. there's you're not going to see any of that in the wwe anymore they don't even want to feed their wrestlers let alone an animal right <laughs> they cut catering so yeah i, I, I think the last yeah. live animals we saw were the worms that uh the boogeyman ate yeah and those are f- basically free did we talk Vince about probably that? He sent out some... Oh yeah, yeah. The Boogeyman's back. He's got no, some. You made he that signs... up. He... No, he signed some kind of deal. I don't know if it's a uh, Legends thing, but he signed a deal. He's, <laughs> He's uh... yep. I saw that too. I I kind of missed the Boogeyman um, when he was hot. I, I I would see him when he came back for the Royal Rumble, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" But he's still pretty relevant. Him and Jason. Him and Jason Schneider art. On uh, Instagram oh is where God. I would see the boogeyman the most. If you want to see a great Instagram follow, Jason Schneider Art. Somebody who keeps it Triple H. And Jason, I know you're interesting. I know you're good with the uh, the paintbrushes and the paint. Eh. But are you good in life? Where you keep it humble? And do you stay hungry? Or do you stay hard, Jason? <laughs> Triple H! I'm sure he <laughs> gotta keep hard. it Triple H station, Jason. I'm sure yep. very hard. Charlie just yeah. jumps right in. I'm gonna sum this up for you. <laughs> well, hopefully you're keeping the Triple H out there, everybody. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Keep the Kayfabe and write to us, Keep the Kayfabe414 at gmail.com.